With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, so today we're going to have a chat about the Northamptonshire Premier Cricket League and we're joined by our, our old friend Tom Brett. How are we doing, Tom? All good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, good to see you, mate. Definitely. And once again, King of the Stats, my mate Hugh Newsom is uh, sat up there in uh, Worksworth and that area. How are you doing, Hugh? Yeah, flood dodging is what we're doing. Yeah, flood I was, dodging. I was, I was going to ask. I was going to ask, but we'll come back to that, obviously. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, listen, it's, uh, it's great to talk to you again, Tom. And you know, let, let's get right to it in that... You won the league with Finn and Dalban. You predicted you'd win the league. Was there any sticky bum moments during that running? I think since our last chat, we got on a good roll and, and don't, we didn't have any moments where we, we looked like losing, to be honest. I think yeah. once we got everybody back, we were, we were quite confident. As I mentioned before in the last show, we obviously lost to Bristol when a lot of our guys were on holiday. Yeah. So we, we left it all to do, but luckily the lads all committed and didn't, didn't swan off on holiday again. <laughs> so, yeah. I, th- I think you after that loss to Brigstock, you won six back to back, didn't you? And that, yeah. got, that got you there. And obviously, Peterborough they did beat Brigstock in the running. Um, that that helped you as well. That was a massive failure. Without that, we would have been second. So yeah, thanks yeah. to Peter. You, you did predict Peterborough would come second, and they ended up in fourth place. Um, yeah. I think they were probably a bit disappointed with that in the end, weren't they? I think so. The team they've got, yeah, you, know, you think they'd be top three every time. I thought Definitely. they'd be second, but Brigstock were sort of the underdogs and had a really good season. Definitely. And what about at the bottom of the league? You had uh, Overton, Overton Park have gone down um, and Wollaston were very close to them in the end. Was, it, was that a bit of a shock, Overston going down? I think it was always going to be quite a tight one. I think with Overston, they have a lot of the... Some weeks they'll have some of the young North Ants lads play for them. If they're not there, then they probably did look more like a relegation candidate. But yeah. for a lot of weeks, they had the Gus Miller, Alex Russell, the leg spinner, Harry Goldston, the keeper... Um, so some, and then say uh, James Sale sometimes. So sometimes they have four county lads playing for them. So that's going to help you stay up. But unfortunately, they weren't available every week. So yeah, definitely. So who were the standout clubs for you apart from yourself? Obviously, winning the league. Who stood out as maybe a bit of a surprise during the season in the in the North Ants Premier League? 
Well, yeah, Brickstock, obviously, they lead in for most of the season. They, they were a big standout. They obviously got really good overseas. And some of the younger lads stepped up. And Mohamed safe at the back. And then um, Danny Mohamed sort of going back there from Peterborough is a, is a good all-rounder. So they had a great year. And obviously, they, they took it really deep. They're probably the big standouts. What about our friends at Oundle Town? Well, yeah, Oundle as well. Yeah, yeah, can't not mention Oundle. And I think they'll, they'll, they'll probably stay strong now for a while. There's a few rumours of Brigstock that they haven't got a youth section. So okay. there's a lot of talking being kicked out of the Premier League. Um, okay. I, don't, I don't think it's happened, but there's a lot of lot of chat about that. Which would be a shame, because obviously we want the league to be strong. They're a strong side, so mm-hmm. hopefully they'll stay in. I think they have. Definitely. They, they, they literally got no youth section at all? <laughs> yeah, you probably know better than me, but there's obviously a rule if you're in the Premier League, you have to have a certain amount of youth teams. And I think they've ignored it for a few years now. But I think they've gotten away a bit. As I said, it'd be good for the Premier League. But obviously having a youth setup is quite important, isn't it? Trying to keep the game going and develop everybody you can. Yeah, most well, yeah, It's good for the team as well, producing players coming through for them for their own benefit. So, yeah, it's important that. So, we'll, we'll follow that one with interest. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Let's have a look at the batters, shall we, in the North Ants League, Hugh? What we got there? So, Connor Craig, top of the run, 682 at 52. I have it safe, 666 at 51. And Sean Davis... 658 at 59. I mean, I mean, in terms of numbers, they're not sort of up there with, you know, a lot of the other Premier Leagues. Mm. Uh, the averages certainly are, but it's it's obviously not been a massively high run scoring year. If I just jump back um, a year, you know, we had Josh Smith, Peterborough last year, 1,012 runs at mm, 77, wow. 900, uh, Callum Beryl, 952 runs at 68. So, you know, there was three guys with 900 or more last year, and that's obviously not been possible with weather and, and mm. pitches, and it's been a more difficult year for the batsmen. But, yeah, it's been a, a very solid. There's lots of guys, on um, nine guys with 500 runs or more, all averaging high 30s minimum up to sort of 60, Josh Smith averaging 60. Yeah, it's, pro- it's not something we've looked at yet. I wonder if we, we can see, in terms of the, the 32 Premier Leagues around the country, is that the lowest number of high runs for a batter? Because it is it is low, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it, not this year. It's been it's been so difficult. I think you look at the strike rates, strike rates are probably yeah. not quite as high. Um, you know, it's just it's just been a difficult year for batsmen all around, hasn't it? So uh, hopefully next year, I mean, even in North Hans, with which is the uh, the driest county in England, uh, we've we've discovered <laughs> from a cricketing point of view anyway. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a tough tough year for everybody with holding the bat, but the the bowlers have done well. Definitely. How important was Sean Davis and uh, Drew Brearley for you guys then, Tom? Yeah, massively. They're, I see him as younger lads, but they've been around for ages now. They've said how old I am. But uh, <laughs> Sean's sort of been, been pretty consistent for us ever since he came through as a teenager. And then Drew's our captain. He's obviously won back-to-back leagues now. He came across from um, the league below in Wellingborough. He came across quite young. It took him a few years, but he's, he probably he's the best player in the league last year. He won that, um, and now he's, he's really consistent. And yeah, just on that, he, he's a player who should be playing NCCA, but okay. we, um, with the North Ants League, we haven't got anyone to play for. You have to be an outsider. So it's something that needs looking at because that, that could help develop the, the, the game. Okay, so a North Ants doesn't have an NCCA team? Well, no. Our closest because it's a first-class county? Yeah, our closest one's Bedfordshire, but you have to be an outsider and you can only pick three of those. So yeah, right. there's guys who are missing out, which is a shame. Like those guys you mentioned, they're, they're obviously fine players, but they haven't got a platform. That's interesting, that, definitely. What about yeah. the overseas guys in the league? Who stood out for you during the season? Um, well, Tashwin's always good. He's been around for yeah. years, but, but he's he's finished now, I think, um, which is a shame. Finished brings... as he retired? 
Well, I think I'm, he goes back to South Africa every winter, I believe. I don't think he's coming back. He's done a lot of years now. Um, right. so he misses pace, obviously, the quality he brings. And then there's been some good batsmen this year. Wollaston have got a good Aussie. And Desborough had a good Aussie batsman as well, which is really good. We haven't had many overseas lately because of COVID. And this year, there's been a few more. So it's made a big difference. Is that, is that Zakir Kawaja? Is he, is he an overseas? Just no, no. No, he's, um, he's played, um, he's been around for a long time now. I've played a little bit in Northampton Seconds as well. He's a good batsman. But he's not, he's not related to a certain Australian Kawaja, though. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think so. We're not going, I love a famous way. famous brother or two lurking around in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or, a fa- or a famous father is the case of at Little Lever, where we've got Jake Lehman. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Without, a, without a shadow. Do you think Northampton is a league that hasn't attracted as many overseas as maybe one or two other leagues? Has Tom? Yeah, I probably think so. Obviously, I think to be honest, we're probably not as strong as you know the leagues up north, the Birmingham leagues. Probably got a bit more money to play with as well, so you probably get the bigger names. But you hear of like you know, Carlos Braithwaite and that playing in the Birmingham League. We're not going to get that on a Saturday at our no. place, but we do get them. We just don't probably get the big, big names that you hear about yeah. across the country. Slightly surprises I mean, me because you're you're only an hour down the M1 to London as well. So you know people like living in that South area and doing yeah. it's not that far away, is it? No, you think the potential was there, but it might just be more of a financial thing. I'd imagine paying those big lads. <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned Tashwin. Lucas there, uh, yeah. 48 wickets, that's seven. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, he's a right arm seamer, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. That's as low a bowling <laughs> average for a right arm seamer as anywhere in the country. You know, yeah. there's very few right arm seamers with that sort of, those sort of numbers. What What's he doing? You know, what, that's so, what's so difficult to play about him? I mean, well, he's just consistent and he's got some pace. You know, you don't see the pace as much in our league as you used to. So it's a bit of a surprise factor for the guys who don't face it every day in training. And obviously he, moves, he can move it around yeah. and swing it. Yeah, and he just hits heavy length. He's a big, strong lad. So yeah. I, think, I think he has. I think he might have played some first class back home when he was younger. I might be wrong. Yeah, he, he, he has he, a bit, yeah. Yeah, so he obviously knows what he's doing. And yeah, he's bowling on juicy decks on, on, a, on a Saturday, especially early season. It's going to be hard. <laughs> like, like you say here, anything under 20 is a good average. When you start seeing 7.1, you just, <laughs> you, you're in awe of someone like that. And you know, that, that's, that's a team carrier almost, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he did, didn't he? He did for his team. He won in the league. Yeah, <laughs> d- definitely. And But then again, Mr. Craig, he, he wasn't exactly far off. You know, 47 wickets and he had an average of 11.49. That ain't yeah. bad going either, is it? Well, the, the Craig brother went up and all, aren't they? Um, you know, yeah, I'm just, just one, looking. One, one can bat brilliantly and, and bowl very, very, very well and the other one can bowl brilliantly and bat very, very well. So, I mean, it's a, a nice combination to have at one club. You can't you can't go wrong with having two brothers who, between them, take 79 wickets. <laughs> yeah, and the and, and the runs on top of that, yeah. And and the one with the worst average was at 16.47. I mean, yeah, any club in the country is going to take that straight away, aren't they? What about yourself, Tom? You obviously had a bit of a, a disjointed season because of your work uh, in the NCCA. Uh, yeah. But you ended up with 27 wickets and got wickets towards the end in particular. How, how do you feel that went? Yeah, no, I was happy with the season. It's just, I'm just always in and out of the team because I'm at work at schools on Saturdays. So mm-hmm. it's nice when I get to play a few games in a row in the school holidays. You know, actually get into a bit of rhythm and contribute to the team, which is nice. And it was obviously nice to be there for the running. Obviously, that was a real crucial stage. And to yeah. play those last however many games in a row, six or seven in a row, that, that was really enjoyable. Definitely. Definitely. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's have a look at those bowlers then, Hugh, across the league. We've got obviously Tashford at the top and um, Mr. Craig second. Anyone else stood out for you? Yeah, I mean, obviously just running running down 48 Tashwin, 48 wickets Tashwin at seven. Uh, economy of 2.46 as well. I mean, he's just gone for no runs as well. I mean, it's just yeah. a terrific performance. So we've got Harrison Craig, 47 wickets at 11. Uh, George Parker at Geddington. Uh, I don't know if I haven't... Got it to hand. Is he? Is he spin seam? Yeah, he's a leggy. He's a leg spinner. He's a good bowler. Yeah, he's Very good. good. Yeah, so he's gone for a few four point seven and over, but yeah, plenty of wickets there. Thirty eight wickets. Chris Perrett, Will Aston struggled down the bottom, but top performance there. Thirty three mm. wickets, nineteen, and then uh, Connor Craig, thirty two wickets, rounding out the top five. It's clear from the amount of wickets that were taken, as we said earlier, that you know, the runs were of a premium in the league last season. Wickets were being taken left, right and centre. I looked at the running you guys went through. There was a lot of low-scoring games, wasn't there, Tom? Yeah, there's a lot of early finishes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was. And, you know, I think in I looked at the Brigstock game in the last game of the season when I think they, they got bowled Old Northampton out for 60 yeah. We've got them in 11 overs. That was one of the earliest, earliest finishes. But yours wasn't much better, was it? No, was, we, were, we were finished quite early. It's quite a long night, that one, after that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of profitable, profitable season at the bar, anyway. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you bowled Peterborough Town out on the last day of the season for 141, which was, that's a great effort, isn't it, to bowl them out for 141? I, but, I think they they almost, because they didn't have a lot to play for, it, it yeah. almost it almost felt like that a little bit. Yeah, it rolled over a little bit, I think. Well, the, the bowlers <laughs> certainly did because you scored the 144 for one of 22 overs. So they, yeah. they clearly wanted to fill their bar without a shadow. <laughs> yeah, I felt that way. Yeah, and was, it, was, it, was the end of season like that? It was Everyone was going at it hard and as a consequence... Things either went really well or really badly for clubs, basically. Yeah, I think so. Not it's, it's rare for Peter, but normally you go there and it's really tough. But I think they'd almost they'd secured their place in the league. And it felt a little bit sort of anticlimactic for us, obviously. We just won the league. We had to win to win the league. And it was a bit like that. Uh, almost a bit too easy compared to normal. When you go there, it's normally really, really hard. Yeah, you, you could have done with them potentially. You could have, Brigstock could have done with them winning a couple more games, couldn't they? Because then it would have really pushed it to the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's what you want. You want you want it to be sort of yeah, want it to be a big moment when you win the league. But it was almost a bit like that. <laughs> <laughs> so what were the, what were 
are the standouts for you this season? The standout moments for yourself or standout performances? The big, the big one for me is the, the, the captain, as I mentioned earlier, Drew Brilly. If, if it gets tough, he normally puts his hand up. You know, he's okay. really, really combative. Mm-hmm. He's got a bit of an edge to him. I think most people in the league on the pitch would probably say he's, uh, he's a bit of a character. He's a massive winner. Um, but he gets us out of trouble a lot. And obviously, yeah, Sean's been really consistent this year. He, he plays some really flare shots. He likes whipping it across the line and picking it up, running up the seamers in the first over. So, yeah, okay. those two are always really good to watch. Yeah, they're entertaining. Now, what, we've talked about bowling and batting there, but what about the all-rounders then, to you, our favourite subject? Who stood out in uh, the North Ants League? Well, the Craig Brothers. I mean, I might, you might as well you just keep saying the Craig Brothers, Craig Brothers podcast. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. just that is the title there. of this one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, Sorry, Tom. Um, those two guys. And then Tashwin. I mean, Tashwin sort of sneaks in there with an all-rounder point of view, 119 runs at 17 so I mean you know I wouldn't get those runs in this league but um, and Drew Brearley there is again 476 runs and 26 wickets that's sort of you know, the, the non-Craig brothers all around the list Mohammed Safe runs and 15 wickets so you know they're, they're good good contributions across across the team then but yeah I mean probably Drew Brearley there 476 and 26 wickets that's a you know massive massive contribution to the team there's one young bowler actually and we'll come back to some young players one, one lad jumped out at me because he didn't have the best time with the bat he got quite a few ducks Riley Marshall uh, Desborough didn't have the best time with the bat a few, few ducks I think he's an under 17 but bowling wise 29 wickets 18 Premier League wickets at 29 for an under 17 bowling, bowling steam you know so did really well I had a quick look at some video of him came on and uh, you know he, look, he looked good and looked like some somebody who can really ramp up those um, ramp up those wickets over the next sort of couple, uh, couple of years really but well, uh, did, Any did kid with a 17, 18-year-old taking 18 wickets in the Premier League is going to be laughing laughing all the way, aren't they? Absolutely, yeah. And he did, you know. I think these young lads coming in to Premier League cricket is, is very tough. Um, it's a very, very high standard. So for him to, what looks like a disappointing season with a bat, to have done so well with the ball is, is, mm. is excellent. Was there any other, Tom, any other standout young players that, uh, that you noticed through the season? He, the lads are talking about there, the, t- the tall steamer at Desborough, all, all the lads sort of said, you know, he's got a bit about him. Mm-hmm. And obviously, because he is only 17, and you're a seamer, he's got some filling out to do. Um, yeah. He's probably got more pace to come, and he already gets it through quite nicely there. So he, he is one to watch. He, he did get talked about quite a bit. But yeah, he's he's the main he's the main one I can remember in terms of the young lads. But it's good to see. That's what, that's what we need. The young yeah. lads coming through. What's your chart. league like for blooding the youngsters? Is it, is it a, we find that some leagues very much Premier League is I'm not going to say the old timers because it's clearly not the old timers but the yeah, youngsters yeah. don't come through quite as quick maybe because they're spending money on professionals spending money on players do you find the youngsters come through yours quite quickly? Yeah I think so as you said they're not, not blocked out by loads of professionals so mm-hmm. if you're doing the business in the twos you generally get a, get a game we've got a lad that are finding called Shannon Patel did the Bunbury Festival he played a lot more in the first team this year he, he's really exciting so yeah there is some really good, good players knocking around and you do get the opportunity in, in the NCL that's for sure and you, you've certainly got a big setup when it comes to youth at your place as well haven't you we're lucky with that yeah we are lucky it's a massive thing isn't it I just think you can't not have one it's, that's the future no. of the game you know you've got to look after Tell us, Jude, looking through the off-season now, for your club and Premier League clubs around North Ants, is it, you're all off for a couple of months now and then? St- yeah, yeah, probably be January, February, get an indoor school, get, get together, yeah, and then a bit, bit of social and then, then ready for ready for the April to come round again. And looking forward to next season, what sort of thoughts have you got for, for you guys? You, you guys will be looking for a, you know three back-to-back, which would be, that's something for any club, isn't it, to say the least? Yeah, I think can't say anything officially yet, but I think we've got a couple of lads that are quite keen to join. We'll strengthen us even more, so I think we'll be there or thereabouts. But 
I've heard a few rumours about Peterborough. I've heard of rumours about the Cray brothers maybe going there. So um, if that comes true, then they'll, they'll be right up there as well. That's just a rumour. You know what it's like, the old rumour mill. I was talking to somebody about this two weeks ago, funnily enough. The rumour mill in Lancashire seemed to just go rife the day after the league ended. <laughs> Straight away. Um, it was all well, over the place. I think it's how many Twitter rumor Twitter accounts are there are. The more rumor Twitter accounts, the more rumors get generated. So yeah. you know they need content, so they just you know make it up <laughs> as they go along. Yeah, well, we we could we could start one ourselves. You could we just Premier League rumors? Yeah, and... just uh, you, can, you can automate it. Just link to you know X team X club, and it just automatically automatically generates a rumor, and uh, you know, just stir it up through the through the winter. Could we, could we do something on play cricket where we just? Almost have a draw or a lottery to see who's yeah. moving and just throw them out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah we could we it. could do that. It's, uh, yeah. Or that I could talking to some of the NCCA lads. They're all aware of movement going on left, right, and centre around the leagues now. I think it's sort of you have that sort of six, eight weeks, don't you, post season where not a lot tends to happen, and then yeah. all of a sudden the chairman starts to get itchy feet, and the club coaches are saying, "I want this, I want that," and those little quiet conversations in quiet corners start to happen. I think Tom, don't they? Seems that way, but if that does happen, obviously it'd be a really competitive top sort of three, four next year, which, which would be good. You know, what you Definitely. Want. And for yourself next year, going to play some more NCCA, obviously. Yeah, sounds like uh, nothing official yet, but it sounds like we'll Staffordshire and then and see. Hopefully, I can keep going longer than that, but we'll see. <laughs> well, with that big youth setup at your place, you could probably bring some out. No, they've got to be. They've got to be. Sta- you're an outsider for Staffordshire, though, aren't you? Think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm outsider. I mean, Liam Hurt and Matty Morris, the three outsiders. Yeah, and there's a few of your Staffordshire boys have been moving. Last Neil's yeah. Priestley's moved from. He won the Premier League at Swarkston. He's now gone to Checkley. Uh, might have something to do with your skipper at Staffordshire. I think. Oh, and the coach is there. The coach is there. <laughs> Uh, exactly. Definitely. Hey, it's been great to talk about the Northampton Premier League, Tom. Thanks for your time once again. Uh, no we know where to reach out when we want information next year when we're uh, plugging the leagues week in, week out. And obviously, we'll be looking out for you guys at Finden and at Staffordshire. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, you. Thanks a lot, mate. Thanks, Tom. So thanks to Tom for that chat. It was great to speak to him again, Hugh. He's uh, obviously becoming a friend of the pod, isn't he? Yeah, he's always a good good person to talk to and a, and a brave man to talk to as well. He spoke to him briefly earlier in the year about his uh, thoughts on the coming season. He predicted Finn and Dolman would win it and they did. So um, He doesn't sit on the fence in the slightest, does he? No, no. A lot of other people we've spoken to through the leagues have, uh, you know, refused to comment on their seasons until the season had ended. So I think that was a brave move. Uh, showed the confidence he had in his team. I think it's, what's fascinating for me is that league did go down to the last day, but then the last day was quite a simple one for all of them in the end, wasn't it? Finn them won. You know, the, the results that had come together in the previous weeks, it made it relatively simple for them in the end. I, you know, to, to beat Andal Town with, you know, the name of the episode is the Craig Brothers episode. I mean, they're... We've talked about all rounders recently quite a lot, but the Craig brothers—they are phenomenal. Well, they're—they're—I uh, assume they come as a package, and to have that package in your team is—is is a serious couple of cricketers um, that would grace any Premier League side in the country, I would think, yeah. and and improve it. So yeah, they're they're a terrific pair. So I just you know I'm just hoping they don't fall out of a family dispute at a barbecue in the summer. And, you know, well maybe maybe every other club in the in the county is hoping that they're, they're going to be down there. You know, uh, trying to interrupt the family. 
barbecues with some uh, juicy gossip to try and split them up. But uh, they definitely add uh, massive value with bat and bowl for both of them, don't they? And you know, we've been talking yeah. about all rounders quite a lot recently with our friends at Horn Church, as we know, and we yeah. talked about Adil being possibly you know the best all rounder in club cricket. The Craig brothers aren't far off, are they? As a, as a unit for the two of them, they they both just complement each other really, really well. Runs wickets. Uh, I'm just looking here back at the stats. I think we've, we've commented in the episode just gone there, but over 600 runs at 52 and and 47 wickets at 20 for each other, and then then each other backs up the other one in terms of runs and wickets as well. So they're just a very consistent run scoring, wicket taking combination. Um, so yeah, I think they're just a, a sort of a, a league winning pair on their own. Yeah, and we'll keep a close eye on them going forward as well. So we've got some good stuff coming up in the next few weeks. We've got obviously after today we've got an extra episode we're thrown in on Thursday this week where I'll be talking to Kiara Green and Beth Morgan from the England women's NCCA team. Let me put that another way. The winning England women's NCCA team who were European champions just prior to Christmas. Fantastic. Uh, be great to talk to them but then we've, we've got some uh, pre-recorded stuff that we're going to put through the next couple of weeks from Leicestershire Ollie Freckingham we've got uh, Rob Maggs from Bath Cricket Club that's a phenomenal chat we really enjoyed that one didn't we uh, terrific yeah and it's, it's Bath are a big club and a big organisation and, and it's uh, really fascinating to hear how the, how it's being run and, and there's a huge amount of insight there from Rob definitely and then the, the last one we got pre-recorded as a sort of review of last year was uh, with the guys from Heaton again Greater Manchester League one of the biggest leagues in the country phenomenal to hear what was going on in that league last year and then we move into what we're going to start doing going forward I mean what's 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 your episode you're looking forward to record the most at the moment thank you I've been fascinated about the sort of the, the prospects coming through I did some stuff on my Twitter feed before Christmas looking at these young lads I've, I've been able to pick out ages based on some of the mm-hmm. stats and it's, it's given a real insight into who's really on the up and who's going to progress you know because we all know how much uh, the young lads improve year on year, especially those who are playing Premier League cricket. So it's it's fascinating to see. You know, you can almost predict increases just because they're young. They're gonna that everybody is going to improve, um, especially runs and wickets. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how they develop this year going forward, and and who who be interesting, who we can pick out mm. um, as the future stars for this year from that. You know, obviously, we'll, we'll yeah, who's quickly forget. On? Yeah, we'll, we will quickly forget the ones we're wrong uh, and and make a big show of the ones where we were right that's that's human nature we'll we'll look into that and and really see see who's going to be the stars of 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 this year and next year and and hopefully then the stars for counties and possibly England yeah most definitely and I think you know, the re- the reviews that we've done so far with leagues up and down the country there have been some phenomenal names that have been picked up from 15, 16, 17 year olds and we, we can just quickly look at the top 5 even top 10 bowlers top 10 uh, batters across the country who are you know, under 18, under 19, who some of these guys are starting to just hit the second 11s for one or two of the first class counties, but yep. a lot of them are also on the radar for the NCCA guys. And Yeah, I think I think that the, the NCCA guys are uh, quicker at picking them up. Obviously, the counties have more depth, certainly county twos. They, they sort of, a few of these guys get sort of passed around the county twos a little bit, yep. especially those without deals. But the NCCA seem to be pretty sharp in, in picking up the young lads at, at quite a young age. You know, scanning through my data there that these young lads a lot of them are already representing the Norfolks and Oxfordshires and Devons of this world so um, it, I think it's it's those counties it'd be interesting to see how many of the these young lads make their first class list day debut certainly list day you know in the August um, yeah. comps depending on what's it going to be called this year Royal London or whatever it is at the moment Metro um, Bank Metro, Metro Bank yeah. well we'll see how, we'll see whether that one lasts um, 
but yeah, the, I think a few of these lads might might be making their first class debuts, having played so well in the Premier League in the season just gone. Maybe just a bit part, but uh, I'm thinking Yorkshire. There might be a few coming through at Yorkshire for certain. Definitely, and I think we'll also in February we'll definitely have a preview of the European Champions League, where we've got two of our Premier League clubs going out there. Wimbledon, who won the national T20 last year, will go out and represent, and Hornchurch, who came second in the uh, European Champions League, have been reinvited back there as well. Big crowds going out with both clubs from one. I'm hearing uh, I think it's a bit of an English takeover for one week and but you know, we'd expect to do really well although I wonder if one or two of those Jersey boys or some of the Irish teams are going to be out there again you just don't know do you well there's a few names we've heard about from uh, Jersey uh, knocking about the place as well so I think they could do quite well but the um, I'm sure the the lads going out there will have a really miserable time in uh, Spain and the sunshine and the things especially after this winter I'm, I'm not going to even get into that one especially with the lads who've uh, been badgering me to do a preview from Hornchurch yeah. <laughs> well I think I think this now's the time to be uh, demanding not asking demanding a sponsor so we need Ryanair we need hotel sponsorship so if you if you run Ryanair or um, own Hilton Hotels Group then please get in touch and give us free stuff I'll just go I'll go above Hilton I'll go hotels.com we'll take anyone to be well that, yeah, that, that, yeah I'm not fussy you know no, we just places. basically want a free holiday and the other thing I want everyone to look out for in February onwards um, we're going to start doing previews obviously of the seasons coming forward in 2024 but we're, we're going to have a, a little bit of a how to win the Premier League ongoing we're going to pick another of subjects we're going to add it in each week uh, we might talk about bowlers batting might talk about strike rate fielders the importance of wicket keepers i mean the stats that you've got here we could talk about all kinds there can't we yeah, basically want to use the stats to back up any sort of arguments and not pass our judgment and that, that, my yeah. judgment. So that, just look at the data, what the data tells us in terms of league position through the leagues. And, and the, the issue we've got is we've got a lot of variable playing conditions through the leagues, win-loss cricket, time cricket, etc. and a mix. So we're going to try and sort of go through the, the, the key elements of each of those and, and what what it takes for teams to win and hopefully provide some insight to players and captains and, and supporters um, into you know what's important and possibly what's not important um, mm. because the, there might be a few few bits of uh, information there that, that might surprise uh, some people. Definitely. So we've got plenty to look forward to in the coming months and mm. then obviously we'll get through nets. I'm going to go around see one or two uh, clubs in around the country while they're out and about and then we get to April and we all cross our fingers for the 20th of April and the weather being solid I think is the best way. I'm, all I'm asking for solid weather yeah yeah I think we're just asking for normal to res- resume I think um, yeah. that would be nice and we, obviously they've got this, the Southern Leagues gen- generally the Southern Leagues starting a, w- a few weeks later it's, there's a bit of a mix certainly seems the Northern Leagues get going earlier finish later the Southern Leagues a bit more condensed with a few cup competitions lurking and then the NCAA T20 I think is the first thing to kick off April 28th uh, that, that starts that would be good it'd be nice to get some good weather and some decent pitches for that because uh, mm. that'll be a good watch uh, and it was very sadly hampered last year by, by the poor weather up until sort of finals day finals it was a very day, limited, yeah. limited um, programme but finals day was good uh, so hopefully that that will have a good run this year and we can see from that some performances and maybe some players showcasing themselves great stuff so listen out for our next episode it's coming on Thursday with Kiara Green and Beth Morgan and plenty to come from Premier League clubs in the, in the coming months if you've got anything that you think you want us to talk about or investigate just give us a shout you'll find us on Twitter you'll find us on X you'll find us on Instagram or just drop us an email at TPL Cricket Show at gmail.com look forward to catching up with you later in the week again you yep good stuff cheers mate cheers thanks for listening to the Premier League Cricket Show if you haven't already make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes and stay updated on all the latest news views and discussions from around the Cricket Premier Leagues and be sure to follow us on X 
formerly known as Twitter, and Instagram at TPL Cricket Show on both. Join the conversation, share your thoughts and connect with us and your fellow Premier League cricket fans. And hey, if you enjoyed the show, why not show us some love? Leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast platform as it helps other potential listeners to find us when they're searching for cricketing podcasts. Thanks again for being part of the Premier League Cricket Show family. And until next time, have a good one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favourite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.